Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. This morning, we want to continue to hear from God. And, uh, you know, I want to encourage you to just take out your Bibles and your notebooks and, and just lead in a little bit. You know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's officially July. It's crazy, isn't it? How fast the year has gone just like that. July, man. You know, it wasn't too long ago when, when Kat and I first came to the UK uh, in obedience to God's calling uh, to missions and we gave up our ministry. We gave up our profession in Malaysia and we came here as missionaries and to strengthen God's church, to see His church here grow from strength to strength. And that was all the way back in March 2015. And, and I can't believe it, in the blink of an eye, is 2020. You know, 2020, <laughs> let alone July 2020, felt like, you know, eons away. You know, I remember when I was young, growing up in Malaysia, we used to have uh, this essay writing competition because our prime minister at that time was fascinated with, you know, wanting to bring Malaysia from a developing country to a developed country by the year 2020. And I still remember that, you know, as children, we were allowed to have our imaginations run wild. You know, what do you imagine 2020 to be like? And so there were essays written, you know, there were artworks created. And uh, I still remember some of my classmates, you know, in, in their, uh, uh, you know, drawing class, art class, they would go like, oh, Vision 2020, and they'll be drawing skyscrapers in Malaysia, they'll be drawing, they'll be drawing flying cars in Malaysia, and uh, of course, right now, we are in 2020, and uh, July 2020, and I, I can bet, even though I'm not a betting man, but I, 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 I'm sure a lot of us did not imagine 2020 to be like what it is now, you know, in our wildest imaginations. We probably imagined, you know, a great life. And it wasn't too long ago in the blink of an eye when it was just Happy New Year's, welcome to 2020, when it was January, you know, first 2020, and we was filled with optimism and hope. Uh, and before we know it, six months have passed. Officially now, we have we have, we are in the halfway point for this year, and we've got another six months to go before Hello 2021. Whoa! I know you would be thinking, Pastor, hold on. You know, I need to salvage the rest of 2020. Don't talk to me about 2021 yet. And that's what I also want to do today. I want to help us to review uh, the year. And uh, I, I've been doing this with my own life. And like I said, even I couldn't believe it that it's now July 2020. I know it hurts <laughs> the more I say it. And uh, as I was thinking and, 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 and maybe, you know, some of you go through this, but I've been thinking, God, wow, you know, it's July and, 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 and summer is here. And when you think of summer being here, you think of like, man, spring was, was gone just like that. And it felt, it felt at least in the physical, uh, that spring, that everybody missed out on spring, that, that the spring just, you know, disappeared, that it was eaten up by the virus, you know. But, you know, as I was thinking, the Lord reminded me of a message I preached 
earlier this year, which felt like a lifetime ago. And if you're interested, you can go back and, and read it. Uh, it's called, What on Earth Are We Doing for Heaven's Sake? I know, such a, you know, wow, such a, such a ferocious title. But, you know, I, I, I meant every word of it. And the Lord began to remind me, do you remember, Dave, uh, that message, that message that not only you preach, but that message that contained the vision that I gave Acts Church UK. And I said, uh, yes, Lord, I too. And as I was thinking through it, I was like, oh, Lord, you know, you know, as I was reading through and, and, and you know, if you're interested, you can go and listen uh, that whole message on our podcast services. Um, but, you know, in, in short, I remember uh, on that day, I preached about one thing, you know, how God wants our church to be a church, you know, beyond four walls, a church beyond buildings, a church beyond meetings, a church for everybody and becoming an everybody church where everybody serves and everybody contributes. And, you know, as I was going through, I felt that the Lord was, I don't know, checking me. I felt like maybe the Lord was, was, was you know, uh, trying to convict me to work harder. But as I went back through the points that the Lord shared with me, I began to be encouraged because as I looked at it, I began to realize that, you know what? Even though it might not have turned out, 2020 might not have turned out anywhere near what we imagined it to be. But God, you were spot on. You know, I, but it's, it's it, let me, you know, just again, you know, what, what was God spot on about? I, I challenged church, God, we want to be a church beyond four walls, you know, reaching the nations and and even though I might have imagined that as our church being involved in missions, that we perhaps send out missionaries this year or send out a mission team this year. But then I begin to look at it and go like, but God, you're doing it. But you're still doing it, but in a different way. Uh, uh, we've now been broadcasting our our services and, and the church is now beyond four walls, more than we can ever imagine. Just not like we imagine, but, but like God imagined. And maybe what's happening in Acts is what God has always imagined for us. That our services be streaming online and that now people and family members from across the nations have the opportunity to, to watch what we get to enjoy all these, wow, and I begin to read on, wow, to be a church beyond buildings. And I go like, wow, God, you're doing it. We are now a church that's not constrained by buildings, you know. And, and now we are having virtual meetings. I know, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. Zoom can be, you know, a pain when it comes to work. But it's a joy when, when it comes to homes, when it comes to prayer meeting. And now, even though we don't have a building to have a prayer meeting, prayer meeting goes on. And, and previously, we had one prayer meeting and one building. And now we have multiple prayer meetings, meeting virtually across London and even across this nation. And I begin to read on. It says that a church beyond meetings, meaning that we don't just meet for meeting's sake, uh, that we do not just confine prayer to prayer meeting, Bible study to homes, you know, worship to just Sunday, uh, and, and, and that's what God is doing. 
And throughout this pandemic, we have been praying more than ever before. We have been getting into God more than ever before. And so God is really transforming us to become a church that is moving beyond meetings. We become a church for everybody. Literally now with the church streaming online, anyone, anyone from every, any faith and, and any background can tune in if they have access to the internet. And of course, you know, to become an everybody church. And I'm so blessed that through this lockdown, we've been able to have more people serve, actually. If you've been watching faithfully, you've seen so many new faces, Chen. So many new faces across our services lead in prayer. Even today, you know, uh, so many people preach and, 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 or, or do a five-minute preach. Uh, so many people new to being in front of the camera, being on the camera. So many people uh, volunteering to be behind the camera. And, and we're so blessed, really blessed by, by Henry who edits and, and for even him rising up. And, 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 and God is showing us, wow, we actually have the means to be an everybody church where everybody can share. And now, you know, we, we can evangelize, we can share, hey, we can invite friends on our social media platforms, come to church with me. You know, it is, it's never been easier for everybody to serve to a certain extent, of course, you know, we, we, we miss the, the physical serving, you know, the, I know for me, simple things like ushering and the arranging of chairs and all that, you know, I know the hospitality team must be craving to serve again, um, but, but I rejoice, I rejoice. Uh, because while it might not have turned out the way I imagined it, God was still working and God is still working and God is still doing amazing things and, and, and impacting lives and empowering people. And so if you're taking down notes, the title for today's message is called Revision. Revision. Because I believe that's what the Holy Spirit wants us to do today. To, 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 at the halfway point of this year, to revision 2020. And, and I want this to be an encouragement. Because like I said, you know, the year might not have turned out the way you ever imagined it to turn out. And you're not alone in this. But that doesn't change the fact that God is still moving. And that God's plans are still being fulfilled. Like I said, everything that God dropped into our hearts and the entire church that He wants us to be, He's still grooming us to be uh, a more like that. And of course, when we meet in person again, in physical uh, capacity again, we will continue to, to, to grow and to build upon that platform that God started us on, but doesn't change the fact that God is moving. And I want that to be encouragement. You know, you might not feel like this year has been the best year, but God is moving. God is moving. Come on, church, speak into your soul. God is moving. God is still blessing. God is still protecting. God is still mobilizing. God is still equipping. The question is, perhaps, we need to realign our vision and focus. Maybe we need to revision and allow God uh, to shine His light in on our plans again. And maybe to realize, maybe it's not that bad. 
Maybe, you know, God, you're still causing these different hopes and dreams that you deposited in our hearts at the start of the year. Imagine the start of the year. Remember that when you were filled with so much hopes and dreams of the potential of this year? Don't despair. Allow the light of God to shine in and begin to help you to salvage and to revision, amen, uh, some of these things and fill you with hope and wonder again. I wrote down here, and I hope this is encouragement. God is moving. He just need, we just need to adjust our expectation to match His. Amen. And so that's the gist of my message today. And I hope that as you, you know, go back, oh, don't get me wrong, I'm not done yet with today's message, but I want you to know that today's message is not just about me spouting off things for you to do, but take stock everything that we're going to go through because I want to give us some tips and pointers on how to revision this year and, and go back. I want you to spend this week revisioning you know, bringing out your dreams again, bringing out your goals again for 2020 and, and, and revision it according to God's word. Amen. Because what I did was not only did I allow God to, to shine in on the vision he gave us as a church, but God began to speak to me because before God's encouragement came, I was a little bit discouraged and the Holy Spirit whispered to me, David, pray. And I was like, oh, how do I pray? I don't, you know, because sometimes, you know, I'm not sure about you, but I'm just being human. Sometimes when God speaks, I, I do feel a bit convicted and I do feel like really, if I'm honest, really useless. Like God, oh, I'm just a worm. God, I'm the wrong guy doing this job. There's somebody else that's more qualified to do this. God, why? Why? Why did you pick me? Why Why you ask me to do this? And then the Lord began to encourage me and says, no, Dave. Pray. And, and in my childlikeness, I go like, God, I don't know how to pray. And God says that. That's a good question. You know, if, you know, I don't know how. It's a great place to start with God. And God began to point me to scripture. And, uh, you know, I want to turn us to Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 13. Matthew 6, verse 9 to 13. And, uh, you know, and, and, and those of you who are familiar with this, you'll realize that this is the teaching this, uh, of Jesus on how to pray. And, uh, you know, it also felt like a throwback because this was also uh, a message that both myself and Pastor Kat shared at the start of this lockdown, which again feels like, I don't know, you know, uh, eons ago. Uh, you know, if you want to watch that, I think it's only available on Facebook because we streamed that live. But you can go back. That was our first, first, wow, that was our, that was our OG uh, online service, you know, uh, you can go back there for nostalgia's sake. Um, but it was the Lord's Prayer that we wanted to bring the church through as we embarked on our 21 days of prayer and fast. And I felt that as the Lord said that, you know, Dave, go back. If you don't know how to pray, go back and look at how I taught all of you how to pray. And I want to read us this scripture and then I want to teach from it. Is that okay? Amen. If you're there, can I hear a good amen? Matthew 6, verse 9, uh, all the way to verse 13. And let's read. In this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts 
as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and glory forever. Amen. 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 I know this sounds simple. And, uh, you know, a lot of us, we, 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 you know, we, we, we read the Lord's Prayer and we think, yeah, I know everything I need to know about it. And so did I. But then the Lord began to say that, no, Dave, I want you to understand. And, and I wrote it down, what the Lord spoke to me. And I can I read it to you because I don't think I can, you know, I can make this up. The Lord began to show me that my prayer, my model prayer, the Lord's Prayer, Dave, church, is not mere words to confess, but a life to be emulated. Wow. I mean, you know, it, it, it's strange, isn't it? How God needs to remind us the basics again and again and again. We know that the Lord's Prayer is not just mere words to confess. However, sometimes we, we make it that. We, we, we turn it into that. And the Lord is reminding us that this is not just words to confess. This is not just a model prayer to recite. This is not a mantra. This is a life that I want you to emulate. And this is exactly the lens that I believe God wants us to refocus our goals and our uh, dreams for 2020 through so that we can revision it as how God sees it so that we can match our expectation with His. And not just expectation, but excitement with His as well. Because God is excited to move. You know, so let's get out of our couches and begin to get on our knees and begin to say, God, I surrender my plans to you again. Help me to re-look at them. And maybe this is a good reminder. Maybe some of us, we started this year with our own goals. The goals and dreams of the flesh. And even though we were Christians, and even though we say we prayed about it, we didn't. And maybe what we just did was we just expected God to bless our plans. And God is saying that, you know, I want to bless your plans, but you've got to revise your plans according to mine. And you've got to align them according to what I want to do this year. And so I want to bring us through this scripture uh, and, and, and use it as a way to revision uh, our plans uh, for the year. Amen. And so I want to give us today, you know, at least, let me count, five points, five points. I know it sounds long, but I promise I won't be long today. Five points that will help us, five lenses that will help us to revision all of our hopes and dreams. And I pray that out of this, we will be encouraged. Out of this, if God corrects us, rejoice, because that means that He's refining those plans and making it better. Amen? You know? Uh, and, and, and so, point number one. Tell you what. Point number one. And all of them start with the letter D. Point number one. Begin to revision your goals. Begin to bring out your goals, your dreams, your plans for the year. Whether you felt like they were success or hit or miss, doesn't matter. Just bring it before God. Put this scripture next to it. And then read it and ask yourself, point number one, does this 
accomplish God's will? Or point number one, am I doing God's will? Do God's will. It's so easy for us to, to take God for granted. And as many times as Christians, we, we love misappropriating scripture. For example, Romans 8.28, we use it all the time. And it says, you know, Romans 8.28, For God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love Him. And many times we stop there. We, just, we, we use it as a passport to, to live in a, a carefree life and go like, you know what? You know, God loves me. God loves me. And he's constantly causing all things to work together for the good of those who love him. And I love you, Jesus. You know, <laughs> only to realize that, wait a second, that the scripture reads on and says that for he works together for the good of those who love him and to those who are called according to his purpose. And it is not a coincidence that in teaching us how to pray, Jesus started by saying that our, have, our, our Father in heaven, you know, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Verse 10 says that. And it is not a coincidence that God starts with us teaching us to prioritize God's will. Because if we're not careful, we can go like, God, you're, you're, you're working, you're working, you're always causing things to work together for my good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not just for those who love Him, but for those who are called according to His purpose. Do you know your purpose? Now, serious talk. Do you know your purpose? And, and this scripture, like I said, it's not just a prayer to pray. It is a life to emulate because God is saying that my followers know their purpose. And if you are my follower, you know your purpose. And your purpose comes from your Father in heaven. It is not your will be done. It is His will be done. And, 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 and that's so important for us to revision this year and take out our plans and go like, in all honesty, God, has this been my will or is this your will? These things that I want to see happen this year, is this your will or my will? And God, have I been praying, Lord, my will be done. Blessed Lord. Or have we been saying, God, these are my plans, but not my will be done, but yours. That's how Jesus wants us to pray. That's how God wants us to revision this year. Because like I said, God is moving. Initially, I thought, God, you know, did I hear you wrong? And as God brought me through, do you not see that my will has been done? The church is beyond four walls according to my will. The church is beyond buildings according to my will. And you realize that it's not just a vision for our church, but every church in the world has now been thrust beyond the four walls, uh, uh, thrust out of their buildings and, 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 and gone, you know, uh, uh, you know further uh, than we have ever imagined. We couldn't imagine it, but God can. And God is saying that my will. My will. So the question, revision number one, you know, are you doing God's will? Amen. Are you doing his will? Let's take a break, you know, from our busy routines and ask ourselves, am I doing God's will? And, and in case you're wondering, I, I don't know what God's will is, then maybe you should pray. 
Because that's what Jesus linked it with. God's will is linked to prayer. This is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus started, if you don't know your will, first of all, every believer has a purpose. Do it. We have a mission. Do it. And it is according to his will. If you don't know his will, spend some time this week and ask God, your heavenly Father, who loves you, who made you, who made you with your strengths and your weaknesses. And, and in that weakness, even, he gives you grace uh, to do all that you need to do according to his will. Would you spend some time in the middle of this year to revision and realign your will with his will and allow God's will to override your will. I guarantee this will make you healthier emotionally and this will help make you more fulfilled spiritually as well. Amen. You know, and Jesus emulated this as well. I still remember in John 5, 19, Jesus constantly says, no, I didn't come to do my own thing. This is me paraphrasing. But I, I do only what the Father does. You know, I, 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 I came here to do whatever the Father does, I do. And, and, and Jesus, of course, he is God. You know, and he knows, of course, and, 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 but yet he was also fully man. And so he was on earth emulating for us how a believer should live. And of course, Jesus knows the Father. They are like that. Do we? And are we? The question is, not only do we know our will, are we doing what the Father does? You see, the will of God is not just, uh, 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 you know, God's plan, God's prosperity plan for you. No, 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 no. The will of God is the Father's will. It is something that the Father also does. Isn't it amazing that God's purposes for us is to mirror Him? I mean, wow. God, God's not asking us to, to be low. You know, He's also not asking to be high and mighty, but He's asking to be like Him. To, to, to walk like Him, to work like Him, to teach like Him, to lead like Him, to love like Him, to forgive like Him. Wow. Amen. And I hope that helps you as well, you know, to, to, to seek God, to go like, let that be your motivation. Let it not be a chore. Oh, no, I don't know. Am I doing God's will? You know, a lot of us, we get complicated and we think that, you know, oh, if I don't do God's will, you know, what is God's will? Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. God's will is a simple, it's reflected in the Father. So spend some time with your Father in heaven this week and allow Him to download into your soul and, and, and let Scripture point you, you know, to what God does what is the nature of God, and emulate Him. Point number two, speaking of download, point number two is download daily. Amen. Point number one and point number two is interlinked. In fact, all points are interlinked. Point number one is do God's will. Point number two is download daily. You know, in verse 11, Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus didn't ask, give us this day enough bread to last us for a week. Give us this day, you know, uh, uh, more than enough. Jesus Christ prayed and taught us to pray in so many ways. And some of you might be confused, but I thought God gives us according to his riches and glory. Yeah, he gives according to his riches and glory. The riches and glory is his bank account, right? But he gives us daily. 
In other words, the, 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 the total wealth of God is according to his riches and glory. We cannot count it. It's infinite. Um, but God is saying that, hey, what I have is, is none of your business. Ask of me your daily allowance. <laughs> if you don't like the word daily allowance, then your daily download, because that's what Jesus did. And I also don't want us to treat, give us this day our daily bread as just a material thinking. Many times we, we use that part of scripture to justify God blessing us with material things. But it's not that. Bread in the word of God symbolizes not just food, but also Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. It is also spiritual food, physical food, spiritual food, material things, spiritual things. It is your daily download from God. And this is also a reminder uh, that what God's will for us is, is for us to seek Him daily. So if you're thinking that God is going to give me a five-year plan in one sitting, uh, you know, He might give you a shadow of a five-year plan, but He will give you the details daily. And if you don't want to miss out on the details of God's five-year plan, 50-year plan for your life, then don't miss out on your daily appointment with God. You know, and Jesus, uh, he did this. He could have taught this in so many different ways, but he said that, no, give us our daily bread. You know why? Because Jesus loves spending time with God every day. You know, if every day, you know, my, my, my family... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not the best example in this. You know, my family, I know some of you, you talk to your parents every day. God bless you. You're, you're amazing people. You know, God will cause you to live long in the land that he has given you. Um, but my, my mom always complain, hey, call home more, call home more. And, uh, and during the lockdown, I've been able to call home more, not daily, but more. Uh, maybe after this, I got to call home again. <laughs> you call home too. <laughs> and... I noticed that as I called home more, uh, the more I know about my family and the more they, 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 they talk to me and the less, the less they nag. You know why? Because they know that I'll be calling in tomorrow and so they don't need to nag and they can just tell me, if, so they forgot something, they'll just tell me tomorrow and and, and, and it creates a sense of expectation. Wow, you know, for, for at least my parents, oh, my son is going to call me again tomorrow. And I wonder, do we have that kind of expectation when it comes to God? Do we go like, wow, I, I'm going to talk to the Father again tomorrow. I, I got to talk to the Father today. And that's what Jesus did. You know, he, Jesus asked for today because he is looking forward to tomorrow's chat with God. When we begin to revision our lives and 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 update, you know, some of us use the iPhone. Uh, don't don't get it started. iPhone, Android, wall on the chat, uh, but there are updates. Even Android has updates to the software. Updates, updates, updates. Can you imagine if God gives us daily updates? Wow! I know we get daily updates or daily reminders from our Bible reading app, but do you know that more than that? God gives us, God has set aside a daily portion of manna for us, a daily portion of bread for us, a daily portion of a, a piece of the puzzle to his vision for our lives. And so what am I saying? I'm saying that would you take time out to revision your plans this year, not just a, a, a halfway 
you know, like what we do, you know, service our cars once a year or, or, or every six months or go to the dentist every six months. But God is saying that at this six months point, would you learn that actually it's every day, every day, every day. Would you allow me to build your future every day? Would you sit at my feet every day? We charge our phones every day. What makes us think that we don't need to recharge our souls with God every day? Amen. And so let's learn. And in this, Jesus was teaching us the rhythm of God. You know, in the world today, we talk about mental health a lot. But you know what? Jesus was way ahead. Jesus was the first to say, don't worry about tomorrow. Just believe God that every day he will meet your needs. Every day he will be there for you. Every day. Take things day by day by day. Learn to trust. And I know this goes against our nature because we, our fleshly self, love to be in control. We love to know what's at the end of the week. We love to know how much we can have by next month. And again, I'm not saying that those things are necessarily bad, but I'm saying that we got to realign ourselves with God again because His pace is daily. And we got to download daily, revision daily, Download that piece of the puzzle daily. Update the, the software of our souls daily according to his plans so that we begin to see the rest of this year and like how he sees it so that we can work on the right things the following months of this year. Amen. Download daily. Point number three, delete debts. Delete debts. And this is maybe an exercise uh, for the year. The Bible says in, in verse 12, forgive us of our debts and, 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 and enable us, help us to forgive those that you know, owe us a debt. More specifically, you know, it says here, you know, for forgive, help us as you no, know, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors or debtors. <laughs> It's so easy for Christians to pick up debts, debts, debts. In other words, debts are things that we owe. I owe you. And maybe along this year, six months in now, that we've picked up some I owe you's along the way. And I hope that your I owe you's are not towards God. If you owe God a surrender, surrender now. If you owe God tithes and offering, give now. If you owe God obedience, submit now. If we're not careful, we, you know, we, we as human beings, in a very human way, tend to throw things to the back of our head, you know. Uh, I'll do it later. Oh, yeah, 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 you know, I'll, I'll do it. You know, we, we do it all the time whether it's a reminder from our Bible app to, to hey, today's scripture, okay, I'll do it later. And if you're not careful, even the things of God, the whisper of the Holy Spirit, can you imagine, you know, uh, just combining point one and two together, can you imagine how powerful that is? Can you imagine every day waking up and saying that, God, what is your will for me today? God has a will for your life. But I also believe that God has a daily will because the Lord's prayer, the model prayer, was Jesus' teaching for us to do something daily. 
And so your kingdom come, your will be done again. It's not just for all of our lives. I mean, it is for all of our lives, but there is also a daily allocation of that. And what I'm saying is this, that maybe there is somebody that God wants you to bless. There are people, definitely people in your life that only you can bless, only you can impact, only you can love, only you can forgive. And maybe the Lord is trying to tell you, hey, you know, today I want you to forgive so-and-so. Today I want you to bless so-and-so. Today I want you to, 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 to send a message to encourage that person. And it's so easy for us to, to, to go like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. God, I hear you, but, but I'm busy. God, I hear you, but let me, let me do this first. God, I hear you, but let me snooze a little. And it's so easy for us to, to have IOUs, to, to incur debts. And so as God reminds us, don't just think that God forgive us of our debts and help us to forgive us as, as just pardoning of sin. But, but don't forget that everything that God asks us to do that we procrastinate on, that's something that we owe God. And so let's learn to search our hearts and go like, God, did, am I owing you anything? Is there someone that I need to bless? Is there someone that I need to encourage? Is there someone I need to say I'm sorry to? Is there someone I need to make amends with? Because that's also what it is. Forgive us of the debts as we forgive those that, you know, have sinned against us. Some scripture says... But the New King James Version says, you know, uh, as we forgive, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. As we forgive those who owe us. Along the course of this year, we could also have had some bad experiences. And we it's so easy for us to feel like somebody owes us an apology. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm so mad at that person. That person owes me. Maybe you're watching this and you think I've offended you and go like, you know what? I think Pastor Dave owes me an apology and, and maybe I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but along the way, we can feel like the world owes us. You know, uh, the world owes me an opportunity. Uh, you know, somebody owes me an apology and somebody owes me this and owes me that. And, and, and we can become, you know, so entitled and maybe God is saying that, hey, revision 2020. Don't step into 2020 with your own entitlement issues. And don't let your own entitlement issues spoil the rest of 2020 for you. Revision it. And remember that if I forgave you, if God can forgive us, then nobody owes us anything. That, that's something I live by. If Jesus forgives me of all my sin, and that's a lot, then nobody in my life, no matter how they wronged me, owes me an apology. If they want to apologize, that's a bonus. But they don't owe me that. Because who am I to claim that when God forgave? God didn't say, apologize and I'll forgive. God forgave. And then out of that forgiveness, we apologize. And so do the same. Amen. Delete. Delete debts. Delete it out of your life. Delete it out of your soul. Delete that entitlement mentality. Point number four. I'm going over time, but I hope that this has blessed you. Point number four. Deliver us. Verse 13, deliver, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Point number four, deliver us. 
And again, as I was going through this, God began to help me revision this scripture. Because it's so easy for us to look at temptation and, and think that it's some, you know, oh, do not lead us in temptation. <laughs> and I don't know why in my brain, I, I think of like a really dodgy looking street with like red lights and neon lights, bzz, bzz, you know. And along the ways, it's like, you know, either, you know, women, you know, with legs sticking out, trying to, you know, like in a very cartoon way, woo -woo, you know, like the legs sticking, you know, I mean, uh, you know uh, alcohol, drugs, you know, and just, just, I don't know why in my brain, it's like temptation, it's like you walking down and then along the two sides of the road, uh, people try to lure you in, eh, come on in. <laughs> Sometimes you think that, oh, yeah, do not lead us into temptation. Don't bring us to temptation lane. Um, but... The Lord helped me to focus not on temptation, but on the word deliver us. And God began to teach me that the, the, the Greek word for deliver um, is romai, romai. I think romai or romai. Uh, anyway, it means this, okay, regardless of how you pronounce it, don't worry about it. It means to draw or to pull to oneself. And it, it's the same picture that lifeguards use. When they see someone drowning, they dive in and they pull the person to themselves to stop them from drowning. And that's the, 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 the Greek definition for the word uh, um, uh, deliver. Deliver us. Deliver us. And, and so I begin to see, you know what, the, the, many times we read this and we all focus is on temptation. Hopefully not the evil one, but the focus is on temptation, but the focus should be on deliver us. And many times when I, in the past, before today, when I even think of do not lead us into temptation, I, 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 I interpret it as do not let us fall into temptation, do not lead us into temptation that we cannot handle, deliver us from evil. And I always imagine it as God giving us his supernatural stamina, his strength to resist. And don't get me wrong, the Bible says to resist the devil, right? To resist the enemy and he shall flee. But then the word that Jesus used is not to resist the evil one, but to, de to deliver, deliver, to, to, to snatch and to draw, not just away, but to oneself. And as I begin to study this, I begin to go like, wow, God. Forget deliver us from evil or temptation. Just deliver us. Man, for the rest of 2020, God, snatch me and draw me to yourself. Because it's not just like the seedy, messy temptation that, that derails us from God's plan. It, it's anything. Sometimes the best temptation doesn't look dangerous. You know, the... That the fruit that Eve was tempted with definitely wasn't poisonous. It was delicious, was good looking and all of that. And so it's so easy for us to go through life thinking, having our own definition of what temptation is. You know, temptation is pornography and all that. And, and maybe for some of us it is. And I pray that God will deliver you. Not just give you the, the, uh, the strength to resist from clicking, but to pull you not just back, but pull you to himself. And that you understand not just why God doesn't want us to do certain things. Or, 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 sorry, you understand not just what God doesn't want you to do, 
but why he doesn't want you to do those things. Because when you pull someone away, but pull them to yourself, and I see a picture of Jesus grabbing you, you know, Jesus the lifeguard. Wow, you know, no Rick and swimming, and Jesus the lifeguard, and he was. He, he saved a fisherman from drowning. Jesus is the lifeguard. And he rescued, pulled him to himself, delivered, pulled. And I pray that this year, we will, this will be our prayer, that we will envision God deliver us differently, not just as, oh, no. And sometimes it's so easy for us to get all self-righteous and think that, no, I'm fine. I, I don't need no saving. I'm fine. I've got all my clean living. But, you know, like we learned last week, don't be the rich young ruler and let our self-righteousness become a bias that gets the better of us, but begin to say, God, deliver us. Sometimes it's just, you know, different things. You no, know, God, deliver me from our temptation to have the last say. You know, how many people there struggle with that? You know, you love having the last say. You know, in any conflict, you just go like, you can't help but just shoot out the jab and maybe and that looks harmless, that makes you look like a winner, but God is saying that, nah. You know, imagine God holding you back from a, from a bar fight and not just holding you back, but drawing you to himself and saying that that's not how I want my child to behave. Yeah, I pray that we will pray, God deliver us. God, snatch me from the fiery pits. Snatch me and draw me to yourself. Deliver us. And I pray that as we go through our plans, have God's deliverance in mind. God, if, if any of these things don't match your plan for me, deliver me. Snatch me out from it, you know, help me to do without. How we know that it takes God's strength to, to let go of dreams that are not His, right? Because we all have dreams. Dream guy, dream job, dream house, dream, I don't know, church. <laughs> and all those dreams are from God. And sometimes to let go of those dreams is painful. That's why we need to pray, God, deliver us. God, deliver us and allow God to snatch you away because sometimes we don't have the strength to let go. So God needs to snatch us away, close to Him and whisper in our ears, that's not, that's not, that's not my plan for you. Amen. Last point, again, apologies if today's service went longer. I hope this blesses you. I'm definitely enjoying teaching it. Last point, declare by faith. Verse 13 for yours is the kingdom, power, and glory forever and ever. Amen. 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 Declaration. Declare by faith. You know, we usually shy from declaration. Every time you teach, and Pastor Kat teaches a lot on this, you know, because she's a big believer and big practitioner in, uh, you know, not just confession, but declaration. And uh, be mindful of our confessions. You can... You know, uh, 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 all, all of her, her teachings will have that because it's, you know. But it's so important and it's so hard to do. You see, we, we have no problem with prayer. And prayer is basically taking something that affects us in the public and taking it privately to God. That's prayer, right? Or at least that's our understanding of prayer. Right? Whatever is affecting us in our public life, right? Uh, uh, or has the ability to affect us publicly, uh, uh, you know, uh, makes our face frown publicly, whatever it is, we, we take it and we go to it privately uh, and we hash it out privately with God. That, that's our understanding of prayer. But declaration 
is taking what God has deposited in us privately and then and then taking that into our public life. You know, taking that private download from God and then displaying it publicly, declaring it publicly, even when the public world, the world outside might not look like the picture that God gave us in the private. That's declaration. And declaration needs faith and declaration is a form of expressing our faith. And Jesus ends the teaching on prayer with a declaration. In fact, it starts with the declaration, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's a declaration. And it ends with yours is the kingdom, glory and power forever and ever. Amen. In fact, I think it's kingdom, power and glory. But you, you get what I'm saying? Declaration. And can I tell you this, that as Jesus was teaching it to the people, it was hard. It was hard for them to practice. It was hard for them to declare that the kingdom, the power, the glory belongs to God because they were living under Roman rule. The kingdom in the physical belonged to the Romans. The power in the physical, at least in the local community, maybe belonged to the Pharisees and the, and the religious system. And in the physical, they felt like there was nothing to glory about. They had no kingdom. They had no power. And there was no glory. And yet Jesus says, declare, declare, declare. The Roman Empire, you see, declare. God's kingdom supersedes it. The, 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 the powerlessness or no powerlessness, the, the, the lack of power or, or the, the sensation of being powerless that you feel where maybe, I don't know, when the tax collectors come knocking on your door, declare that God is over it. The lack of glory, lack of wonder in all you see because all you see is just poverty and declare by faith that God is hovering over it. And I feel like this applies to us today more than ever before. 2020 might not look like much now, but declare God's power over it. When I look at the world news and I see so much injustice happening, whether it's in Hong Kong or in America or even, you know, wherever the world, you know, it's not just in Hong Kong, America, there are wars being fought that we have no idea, you know. Uh, extremist groups kidnapping little girls in Africa that we forget. Lives being lost on a daily basis due to the virus. Refugees, the Rohingya still floating in the seas. There's so much, so much that is wrong with the world today. But let's learn to declare. Let's learn to declare. And I'm not saying stop at declaration. 
but learn to declare. Because if Jesus taught it, there must be a reason for it. Because as we declare, and not just that, as God's people, God has set it aside as a royal priesthood. And we are not just believers, but we are priests. That every day we need to go to God again and say, God, what do I need to declare today over my life, over my family, over my community, over my nation, over my world, over nature? What do I need to declare today? God, teach me to declare. Declare over my job. Declare over my fears. Declare over the physical that I do see. Declare by faith. Amen. And begin to revision. It means that whatever God checks us on and revises whatever version of your dreams and goals that you are left with at the end of your revisioning with God, declare. Declare it. His will be done. Declare it that the rest, the next six months of 2020 will be better than the last six months. And even the last six months, God has been moving. So God, move some more and help me now to move with you. Amen. Let's learn to declare it. So in short, I pray that you'll be blessed and let's go back. Amen. Let's do some homework. Let's, let's, let's make sure that in all plans and purposes this year, let's revise it. Let's check it with the Word of God and let us make sure that we're doing God's will and that we are downloading daily from God, that we are deleting the debts in our life, both the things that, you know, excess baggage that we picked up, let's delete it. I owe you with God. Let's, let's, let's be obedient to it. And, and if you feel like anyone owes you anything, let's delete that and get rid of the entitlement mindset. Let's fall in love with the word deliver us and ask God to deliver us, not just from temptation, but from wrong decisions and to declare by faith that he is sovereign and that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I believe that as you do this, it will not only help you to salvage the rest of this year, but it will help you to give thanks to God for the last six months that has happened. And I pray, amen, uh, that you're going to have a great God time this week, just refreshing yourselves in the Lord, seeking the Lord, and uh, hearing Him give you bits and pieces of the puzzle for His plan for your life. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be glorious. God is moving, like I said. God has always been moving. He's been moving even before we were born. He is moving. He's been moving the last six months. He's still moving today. Let us move with Him. Amen. And ultimately, let's surrender to God. If you're watching this for the first time, if you're not yet a Christian, the best thing you can do for you this year, the best thing you can do to redeem this year is to give your life to Jesus. And you can do so by just opening your heart and welcoming Him in. Confess your sins to Him and allow Him to heal you, allow Him to forgive you. In fact, He's already forgiven you. You just need to acknowledge that gift and receive it. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for today. We pray, Lord, that you help us, Lord, to revise our plans and help us, Lord, to realign ourselves to you. Lord, we want to be people 
uh, that live to please you, live to glorify you. Lord, we want to be a people and a church by your design. Help us, Lord, to be more like you in everything that we do, Lord. Help us to pray like you, love like you, walk like you, forgive like you, speak and declare like you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.